Welcome to Europe First Minisodes, raw, unedited, and just me sharing thoughts and ideas. I hope you find this a valuable little toolkit to contemplate today. Hello, I'm coming to you this morning, and I'm going to lift the veil a little bit and tell you about uh, some classes I've been taking. They're actually shamanic rites classes. And I've hesitated to talk about it. I really haven't talked about it with anybody because it sounds esoteric and, um, I don't know, sacred, maybe a little weird. And what is that anyway? So today I'm not going to talk about what the classes are, but I am going to talk about how they have affected my life. There are four rites in this first series, and as this kind of work plays out for me, is when I engage in something very intense like this, where I am learning about things that are kind of otherworldly, and very, very much otherworldly, my real life, my physical life, mirrors the lessons that I need to learn. And those lessons are like the pinnacle of the lesson. They are painful. They are immediate. They are like the, the prime example of what needs to be fixed or cured, healed, sent away, not engaged in. So in between the third and fourth rite this spring, there was a two-week break. And in that two-week break, I engaged in a project for work that I should not have done. It was a heart-centered project. It had all of my love. I was definitely qualified for it. I had the skill set. I had the knowledge. I had all of the things to put into it. And I wanted to do it so badly. But there was one problem. I went into it not with a heart of service, but with a heart of fear. It's just what it comes down to. I asked for money. And I knew I shouldn't. I knew this should have been just a heart project, end of sentence. But my fear took over and I thought, well, I see the opportunity, I have the skills. Why don't I just ask to get paid for it? And getting paid for it created a whole subset of issues. And the details aren't important. What's important is that that subset of issues mirrored the exact things that I had ditched and done away with with my old career. They were exactly the same thing. All of the same feelings, emotions, blaming, finger pointing, all of the same drama, drama, drama. Oh my gosh, all of it. And what I felt, because I've been doing so much space between that old life, that old way of operating, and this new way of allowing things to unfold naturally, allowing things to be taken care of without explanation, bills being paid almost beyond belief, you know. These things have been happening. And here I decided to meddle. Here I decided to step in and say, well, let me help you, universe. <laughs> Don't you see this is an opportunity for me to get paid as well? And it's a heart-centered project, so it checks both boxes. Shouldn't I get paid and have a heart-centered project? And the answer is actually yes, but not yet. Yes, but not yet. You need to learn the heart-centered way of doing things first. Let that settle in. Let that really become the reason for doing things. And then the money will come from that. But I jumped a step or two. I got ahead of myself and I decided to play God and make it happen. And I made it happen and then subsequently paid for it. 
I paid for it, my family paid for it, my relationships, my body, my sleep, my eating. Oh my gosh, you know what happened when I engaged in the wrong thing? Uh, binged on Easter candy for like three straight days. I don't even really like candy. Um, but man, did I need to find a way to simultaneously soothe myself and self-sabotage. And there's nothing like a five-pound bag of Easter candy to do that. I was spinning, spiraling. My brain was foggy. I couldn't actually see out of my eyes clearly. I started doing weird things like rolling through red lights. Well, that happened once. I won't make that plural. And forgetting whole things on my calendar that were right there in front of me on my calendar. I could see them with my own two eyes. And then I started to feel bombarded and under attack. And yeah, I was under attack. I was attacking myself, actually. And what I had done is I'd opened the door for a very literal spiritual attack on my heart and soul and mind and my well-being. And I was amazed at how easily it happened, how easily I was able to get off course from this real sense of peace, well-being, a true peace of mind I had experienced in these weeks of doing these classes. I had touched into a place that people talk about and that we all try and achieve, and I felt it. I felt it. It was right there. Peace of mind. Let me tell you, it's a powerful place to be. It has nothing to do with ego. It has nothing to do with achievement. It has nothing to do with taking. So I am in a ball of agony as I arrived to this fourth right last night. It's outside at Kachuma Lake. It's absolutely stunning. The wildflowers are blooming. The lake is full. The lake is a cobalt blue that I have never seen it. It looked like an ocean. It was deep and radiant and so blue. And we arrived to the place where we were going to have the fourth right. And one of the members of the group, who is Chumash, immediately identified it as a dwelling place, as a village site for the Chumash. And part of the village site was under the water, but part of it was right there where we were standing. So she began to bless our time and ask for permission for us to be on the land. And me standing there, a hot mess of emotion, absolutely undone inside, graded, my heart was grated. My spirit was grated. I just felt like shards of glass inside. And I knew as I was driving over there that this is the feeling of your heart breaking. And part of that break was that these were my old mother wounds. These were my family of origin wounds. And this was an old version of me trying to find acceptance and love and adoration and assurance and the feeling of being safe and okay exactly the way that I am and trying to find those things in all of the wrong ways. I knew that. I knew that standing on that bank. I knew that arriving there last night, that that is exactly what I'd done in all of the wrong ways. And so I didn't feel I belonged there. Who was I to show up and 
learn about or be administered any kind of rite that was holy and sacred on a holy and sacred ground. I was broken, perhaps beyond repair. I was shattered, perhaps beyond repair. And I am clearly somebody who knows better and cannot keep a grip on the path that I know I should be on, right? So, so much shame, so much judgment on myself. So much of the feeling that I just wanted to burn it all down. I wanted to burn down the project. I wanted to do away with all of it. I didn't want to go to the class because I didn't, you know, I was in a tantrum. I don't deserve this. Um, but I showed up anyway, knowing I don't deserve it. And knowing that that was exactly the place I needed to be, that humility, that humanity on that bank saying, I don't belong here, but you've called me here anyway. Ooh, powerful stuff. So our beautiful group member who has been anointed with the rights of leader, shaman, speaker, began to administer this beautiful ceremony of thanking the earth and the spirits for allowing us to be on the land. And so, so I took a small handful of what was in her bag, which was medicinal herbs and leaves dried, some of it ground, some of it still whole. And to it, she said, to speak or give intention to how you want the medicine to work for you. And then offer that medicine to the earth, to the water, to the sky. So when it was my turn to offer my medicine, I admitted that I didn't belong there. I admitted that I was broken. And my wounds go so far back, I didn't know if they could be healed. But I was there anyway, asking to be healed. And I was there anyway, in the most humble part of my heart, in gratitude for being invited. And from there, I walked to the water. And my prayer was to be used, which is an interesting prayer when you feel used <laughs> in all the wrong ways. But my prayer was to be used in all of the right ways, to be matched up, to be seen by, and to see people, organizations, businesses, fellow sisters who see me and who I see, and to use the gifts that I've been given, to use the reason I am here walking this earth for all of the best good. That was my prayer, to be utilized, to be a channel and a vessel, to be a go-through and a way-through for messages for teachings, for bringing through to the world what needs to be heard. And not from Leanne, but through my spirit, through my surrender. And so that was my prayer, and I blew the medicine out to the water. And oh, the tears, the tears that ran like a hot river, the tears that poured out of me in surrender, in pain, in healing. Oh, and then I laid on the bank and the rites were administered. A golden necklace that connects the head to the heart, the sacred heart, that they may be joined in a way that they can be used as a team, that they are both needed, head and heart, both needed the sacred mind and the sacred heart working together. And they lay 
around my neck where they rest at the throat chakra, which is the space that gets balled up in me when I'm not doing the work I should be doing. And it is connected to that lower back that gets balled up when I'm not doing the work that I should be doing. And so these rites were administered so powerfully with such relief to my soul. And above were three turkey vultures soaring and swirling and riding the wind, not there for any other reason than to commune with us, to bring their spirit and their light. And I saw them. And when the ceremony was over, and I had walked the bank, and I had touched the earth, and I had squatted down, and I got as low as I could to allow that to assimilate into my body, I went back to the circle, and I felt compelled to share that I am ready. I am ready to be used in the way that I was put here to be used, as a vessel, as a conduit, as a way through. That is why I am here, and I am ready, and I present myself. And not to meddle, and not to panic, and not to stir up all kinds of craziness that I shouldn't stir up, but that I am ready to be used in surrender. And I felt that so deep in my heart as my singular desire, as my singular desire. And I woke up this morning realizing that this is very full circle from a year ago when I was in Alaska, suffering from COVID in a bed, overlooking the beautiful Sitka Sound at my brother and sister-in-law's house, and feeling the fever burn away the first phases of this journey, and feeling the fever burn away what does not serve me any longer, and reading a book called Daughters of Copper Woman, and writing a poem about how that sacred great white north was changing me and opening me and setting me on a path, setting me on a course. I could feel it as I lay there sick. And here we are a year later on the banks of Kachuma, feeling that same burn, feeling that same surrender and that same invitation, but in a very full circle way having done away with so much that held me back, and now being ready to be of service. And when I woke this morning and realized that full circle, that beautiful, beautiful full circle from Sitka to Kachuma Lake, I heard very clearly, we are your new guideposts. We are now sending you assignments. We, the spirit world, are your new bosses. And don't worry, assignments are coming. But it is not your place here to hustle. It is not your place here to push. It is not your place here to force into being what you think is right at the right timing. Because what happens is bad for you. What happens feels bad. Because it is. And that that alignment and that that golden luminous necklace that now connects the head, the throat, the heart... That is your new toolkit, and we, your new instructors. And so here I am in a new space, in a new place of knowing and assurance that this is why I'm here, this is my path. And I surrender to it. I am open to it. I am here for it, that, that. So I share with you today, I bring this story to you today about surrender and trust about heart opening, and about how we know 
we know when we're not where we're supposed to be. And we also know when we have arrived to the place we belong. It's already there in us. It is already there. And so today I bring you this story to be medicine for you, however it needs to be your medicine. To be an invitation for you, however it needs to be an invitation. And to welcome you into the space of knowing when you belong. Until next time, take care. If you found this episode helpful, please feel free to share, like, or leave a review. Until next time, this is Leanne, and you're up first.